Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Putting STEM into the classroom. Hello, and welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and we try to give teachers some ideas of ways to incorporate or work with uh, science, technology, engineering, and math. And today we have a special guest. Uh, her name is Delfina Barstorf or Azevedo, and she's actually in the country of Zimbabwe. Welcome, Delfina. Pretty neat that technology can allow us to, to talk to someone, you know, half a world away. I'm, I'm recording this at seven in the morning, and, and it's the afternoon for you, correct? I'm here at sunny. Well, it, uh, it snowed a little last night here. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about what you're doing with STEM or, or STEAM um, and, um, in, in, uh, in what you're doing. Okay. Um, I've been um, discovering uh, STEM and STEAM education for the past um, three years as a result of working in STEM education materials um, which we imported from Germany. And through discovering them and explore possibilities of integrating STEM education into the Zimbabwean national curriculum, I started to develop methodologies to help teachers uh, could be for us a very new field. Um, tools are very good for diversifying action and engaging students. As a, as a language teacher, I was very, I was first very nervous to have to um, approach maths again because I was never uh, good at maths. But through my work with uh, the, the tools and methodologies, that it is actually possible to, to find different ways of putting maths across to, to students. Yeah, and and in a way, I mean, students all over the world, you, we're just trying to find different ways to get those those concepts across, whether it's a math concept or whether it's a language concept. I mean, there are many, many concepts that lots of the ground between math concept and language concept. So it has been, um, that, that, that has been a great discovery for me that I've made in my academic reading and in the development of methodology. Very, very exciting. So do you actually help with um, with some of the um, nationwide efforts in, in, in Zimbabwe? For, uh, for the past couple of years, I've been working with integration, and we are, um, we're recognized stakeholders and unofficial consultants for the STEM integration process in Zimbabwe. At the moment... The, uh, the current situation is that they're in a review um, exercise and they're looking at what is taught in schools and how it should be taught. So a complete review of content and methodology uh, for Zimbabwean classrooms, most particularly for the integration of... You said you're working with um, helping to integrate it into, into the national curriculum. Uh, yes, we, are, we give them our view, according uh, to our, our experience in working with them, to help them come up with plans and strategies for them that is going to be integrated in them because it will need a lot of change. Because you'll need a lot of changes, you said. Is, 
is is the is the, does the curriculum already have a lot of applications of uh, or integration or is it very a, a basic I guess just uh, subject and content or or is there is there cross curricular ideas? In primary school focuses uh, mostly on language and math and, and some science stuff like Bible education things like that you know general stuff and the high school uh, curriculum is all the subjects, you know, all the usual ones, maths, uh, English language, literature, vernacular languages. Uh, it broke out there for a second, um, but I, I think I got the the, the idea of, of, of the curriculum. Uh, yeah, it all went offline for one moment. That sometimes happens. So, yes, the, the curriculum is, is very much based on the British model. Okay. So it's very different from India. The big difference between education practiced in Zimbabwe and education practiced in the rest of the world is that we are still using very, very small uh, slots for lessons. For example, in the primary school, the average lesson time is 25 minutes. And that is very unsatisfactory for a STEM barrier where you want to in that 25-minute slot. So in Zimbabwe, STEM need to be uh, not only in the... Um, the content and, and the and the methodologies, but also in the timetabling. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I I wouldn't have even thought of that, but yeah, our, with our classes being, you know, closer to an hour here in the United States, it it, it makes you know yeah. the opportunity to be able to teach some of those those things and or add it on to what you're already talking about. If you're probably just trying to to get through the main lesson, there's no time to add on. Um, something with something else. Yes. Well, have have you have you uh, have you guys already had some success or opportunities then to be able to to make some of the positive changes there? Um, not because until the government has the curriculum review, they won't allow any consultants um, into the classrooms. But I have have run a study where I had different groups of children coming in and we tested the methodologies on them. So we won't be able to go into the schools until the government has uh, completed the review process. They're very opti- they're very, there's a lot of optimism, optimism about it. Um, I'm not sure really you know, whether it will take three months or six months. I think they hope months, but it will probably take longer. Well, that's 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 great because I I can imagine that um, and just like just like kids in, in here in the United States when they get the opportunity to to see some of the technology or engineering or combining science and math into um, into things they can it's always something that kids can can get excited about. Yes, exactly. So they when the the, the children that participated in my study on the tools are called communication tools for equal math school maths and the children who participated in them we had at the beginning we had um 40 percent of children that coped well with maths 19 that said they got help at the other 40 percent my math is correct it's 47 really they hated maths and they said that they struggled with it and in the course of the, the work, often children from that 41% of, of maths haters, I used to call them the maths haters, <laughs> would come to us and say, can we do 
um, can we do this or can we do that topic or they'd actually suggest uh, one child actually suggested an, an exercise, a practical exercise to calculate a surface area. He was a seven or eight year old and he said, can we go in the playground and do that? And he was a child who had no, he really at the beginning he said, I'm not interested in maths, I can't stand it, I don't want to do my maths homework. And yet they often came and said, can we try this, can we try that? We suggested how we could use an indigenous Zimbabwean game to, for a maths topic. You know, often some of these, often these maths topics were way beyond their, their age, the, 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 the curriculum for their age. Some of them were talking about accounts because their parents were talking about the accounts for the business. So then they would come to us and say, oh, you know, can we do this in accounts? You know, and we have to be very flexible um, and, and around and find ways to, to incorporate these topics that they were bringing to us. And it did show that the, the curriculum can be much more flexible than it actually is. You can teach, we taught Pythagoras theorem to a group of seven to nine-year-olds. And they were able to formulate in their own words um, the, the, the principles of the rule. So yes, it, it was fun working with all that technology, getting kids to realize that yeah, you know, maths is not it's not just maths; it's much broader than that. And getting to them to feel that interdisciplinary is so so important. Wow, that's phenomenal to listen to. That's just so neat to hear that. Even like you said, as these young kids, they even if they didn't like math, by by just working with some of your what you said was communication tools for maths and get real math, just using some ways connecting it to the real world. Are you hopeful then for um, for the the opportunities that uh, some of your students are going to have? Then do you, do you see that other teachers would be willing to to try some of the things that you've tried? Uh, yes, one of the. One of the teachers that I asked to, to review, she said that um, she was definitely going to use the, um, the, 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 the material and the, the concepts, the ideas in her maths classes. And some of the teachers, we also had teachers come in to observe. And a lot of them have asked um, me to, 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 to train them and to show them how to use these tools and methodologies and how to develop them. As well, sort of, you know. So probably by next year, we'll start working in small teams and, um, you know, interdisciplinary teams, really, which which is what a lot of academics in maths education are calling for, and um, to try and um, to try other than my knowledge and mastery of maths, I actually do need to work with specialists in maths to be able to develop the high the, the tools for high school maths, for example, which are uh, really. Um, you know, I, I kind of missed <laughs> most of it. So, yes, um, I think there, I think there's a lot of scope for, for methodology um, in current maths teaching, in current STEM factors that have to be dealt with. There are children with more than one language in the classroom, cultural factors as well within one classroom, even if you know, all the children are from same ethnicity, there, there, are, there are so, so many different issues that need to be dealt with. So a, a wide range of issues to, to deal with, but, but at the same time, they're, they're kids and they, they enjoy learning, and, and, um, and it sounds like what, what uh, some of the things that you've been able to come up with to, to help these kids is, is great, and uh, I guess we wish you all the best, uh, Delphina. 
I want to, I want to thank you for thank you for for joining me today. Thank you. It was very thank you. It was very good to have the opportunity to talk to you. Yes, and and uh, we look forward to to hearing uh, maybe some of the things that happen uh, maybe a year from now. I mean, who who knows uh, who knows what uh, what some of some of your efforts uh, could accomplish in in uh, in your country of Zimbabwe. There, we'll also have some links um, after this uh, podcast. You can take a look at and um, and maybe even connect with uh, Delphina. Wonderful, thank you, Chris. I want to thank everybody for listening to this uh, podcast. And- Join us again next time. You're listening to this podcast on the SDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.